You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. I'm speaking with Carter Scholes. He's the author of Kafka Americana with Jonathan Lethem and Brilliance. Thank you for joining me, Carter. Oh, thank you, Rick. Your other collection is The Amount They Carry. I I wanted to ask you about the story that I had you read when you came into KUSP. It's one of my favorite stories of all time. It's The Nine Billion Names of God. What made you write a story based on the most famous story ever written, arguably, of science fiction? That was a long time ago, and I'm not sure that I can remember what prompted me to do that. It was one of my favorite stories when I was a kid, you know, reading science fiction as a teenager. I loved uh, to read Clark. I loved to read Asimov. In fact, there's a mention in the story. um, In that story, there's a rather mad character named Carter Scholes who uh, claims to have written a computer program to generate science fiction stories and one of the stories that the program generates is The Nine Billion Names of God by Arthur C. Clarke word for word and uh, there's a throwaway line in the story that says when he ran the program a second time it generated The Last Question by Isaac Asimov. So in a way that story is just a kind of a tribute to my childhood reading. Could you talk about uh, science fiction in San Francisco? This is a really fascinating event, and it's nice to see people here gathering, the the community gathering, on a night that is opposed to any sort of gathering whatsoever. It's incredibly bad weather out there, and it was also the Chinese New Year's parade, which no one here seemed to quite like realize was happening, and yet there is a remarkably good turnout here. And I think the credit for this has to go to Terry Bisson, who instigated the series, and to Jacob and Rena Weissman, who... um, have been carrying it forward. Uh, Terry started the series in the new college, um, and this venue in downtown San Francisco is, you know, even nicer. There's a nice little uh, screening room where films are often held. It will hold about 50 people or so, and um, it's just been a great thing. I know that Terry used to run a series like this in New York at KGB, and I think he's brought his organizational skills, you know, out here, and we're very fortunate to have him doing this. Could you tell me a little bit about what you're working on now? And and also, I'm really curious, you know, I just managed to pick up a copy of Kafka Americana, and it's so wonderful. How did you get that gig? And tell me a little bit about that book. Well, Jonathan and I were old buddies when he was living in Oakland, California. Um, He looked me up because he'd read some of my stuff, and we started having, you know, more or less regular lunches together. And at one of those lunches, Jonathan said that he'd had an idea for a story, and there wasn't much to it, but it wasn't letting him go. He had written down in his notebook the names Kafka and Capra. And something about the similarity between them made him think there was a story there. And I looked at that, and I said, well, you know, you might be right. Um, Would you be interested in collaborating? And so I believe that I wrote the first thousand words of the story and then passed it back to him. And we had a lot of fun with it. We completed the thing in a few weeks. Um, We thought it was successful. And then he mentioned to me that he had written one or two other pieces about Kafka. And I mentioned that I had written another story that had to do with Kafka. And he thought that if we had just, you know, would put this stuff together, we could have a nice little book. And so the book is five stories, two by Jonathan, two by myself, and one collaboration. (coughs) 
Uh, Carter, are you working on anything new of late? I know you were working on some music, and I actually downloaded uh, one of the programs you talked about. Oh, really? Uh, probably Super Collider. Yeah, that's the open source program that I use when I, when I do uh, composition on computer. Um, I haven't been doing very much of that recently, but I am working on another novel, um, which I started after Radiance was published, uh, put aside, have picked it up again. It's um, a contemporary novel, not science fiction, set in September of 2001. I happened to be in New York on September 11th. Uh, in fact, I was in an airplane on the ground waiting to take off at Newark Airport. It was the flight to San Francisco that um, left an hour after the United flight that went down to Pennsylvania. I actually was almost on the flight that went down to Pennsylvania. So I sketched this novel on my train ride home, and um, I've been picking it up and putting it down and thinking about it and watching history overtake uh, every attempt that I've made at it. <laughs> it's been a very strange um, seven years since then, as I'm sure we're all aware, but I'm not giving it up. I'm still engaged on this book every day. It sounds like, in some senses, it might be science fiction just by virtue of the fact that, it, to my mind, the 9-11 attacks were almost something out of science fiction because they utilized our own technology against us in a way that we could never have foreseen. Mm -hmm. Well, there's certainly a theme of forking timelines that comes into this book again and again, uh, but there's nothing overtly science fictional about it. But I think the boundaries are down permanently uh, around what is and what isn't science fiction. After reading uh, Thomas Pynchon's last novel, you know, I, I don't think that there are any meaningful genre boundaries any longer. We've been speaking with Carter Scholes. His most recent novel is Brilliance. Thank you for joining me, Carter. Oh, thank you, Rick, very much. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.